I'm here at Emmanuel Community Church in Walthamstow, East London, visiting Pastor Doug Williams and asking him the all-important question, why does he believe in the resurrection of Jesus? Hi Doug, welcome to Ask the Pastor, thanks for agreeing to do this. Um, so we, we've got a little question that during the Easter time it's very pivotal, you see a lot of people posting about it, and um, a question that I think the entire Christian faith uh, rests upon, uh, which is about the resurrection. So our question for you today is, why or, or how can you believe in the resurrection? Yeah, thanks Paul, great question, and you're right that... The Christian faith is founded on whether this is true or not. I mean, we have to be true, you know, otherwise, well, or we have to tell people the truth about this, otherwise um, they're, they're going to miss it. The significance of the resurrection is so huge. Without it, we have no Christianity. I mean, people will die for somebody. I mean, you know, there have been people who have, in a magnanimous act of generosity, sacrificed their life for their child or for their spouse or for their good friend or a soldier's taking a bullet for one of his mates, that kind of thing. And they've died. And so good people have died for others. Mm. But the flip side of those stories are they've never come back from the dead. Yeah. And so that's very important for me that we go, oh, there's something very different going on in this Christian story. And of course there are those people too who say, I've had a, I've had a kind of resurrection experience myself. You know, I was on the operating table and I, I saw a bright light and then they, they told me I was clinically dead and I came back. Well, they're technically not resurrections. Mm. They are resuscitations. Um, because re with resurrection, it's somebody coming back to life who's never going to die again. Yeah. And so the unique story is, did that happen to Jesus? And so I, I had that question as a young believer, and I looked into the teachings, and I looked into you know apologetics and people, you know, what people were saying and sharing. And what I found was that the arguments against the resurrection just had too many holes in it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I read one guy saying, look, you know, Jesus never really died. He just, he's fainted, he swooned. And, um, and then somehow or other he revived again in, in the tomb. And uh, that, that's how he got out. He came out and, you know, started this religion. I'm like, really? Really? He swooned? I mean, you know, you think about how somebody died anyway. Crucifixion was a horrible way to die. So the fact that they're carrying this big cross beam all that way... Uh, on this paddle on his back and the back that's already been shredded by something called the flag room is like a cat of nine tails with bones or stones in it or pieces of glass that literally if you get whipped with that thing it will rip out the flesh from your back and people have died under the whipping mm. their intestines have fallen out so the fact that you survived that then carry this cross which he he couldn't carry the cross beam for a while anyway they've got somebody else to do that and then you know you've got the the, the, the bones and your wrists are broken it's there in your ankles you're trying to push yourself up to breathe um, and it, the blood loss is horrible. I mean, most people die in crucifixion by, by suffocation, really. Yeah. And that's why some of the Roman guards, to speed up the whole thing, would break someone's legs. They came to Jesus to break his legs, and they thought, don't need to, he's already dead. So they were people who were used to watching someone die. Um, and they would have known if he had just fainted. Yeah, yeah. So they knew that he was really, really dead. And I mean, no, no, that, that, that kind of puts a, a shadow on the swoon theory. And besides that, even if he had have swooned and fainted, how was he going to, under that condition, push the stone 
out of the way by himself from inside the tomb. And if, he, if, if by some stretch of the imagination he had been able to move the stone, there's a Roman guard outside. Yeah. <laughs> he's in a condition where he's beaten and mashed. In fact, the scriptures say he's so beaten you could barely recognize him. So his condition was intense. It was extreme. And, and, and to say, well, that, yeah, he, he just fainted and then he suddenly revived himself and came out. It's just a long stretch. I couldn't believe that. I just couldn't believe that. And then the other thing is this. <clears throat> there were people saying, in the story, we're going to lie. They told the soldiers, tell your bosses, because if a Roman soldier was not good on his guard, he would be executed. So they knew they'd lost this body, and they were going, we're going to die. Our, 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 our leading officers, our officials are going to kill us. And the, and, the, and the Jewish leaders said, don't worry, we'll cover for you. Here's some money, and we'll tell the story for you and get that covered. Well, if the disciples then started preaching about Jesus that he's risen from the dead and those Pharisees and those soldiers know it's not true all they have to do is to say here we are mm. you know what I mean we, somebody stole the body just, just, just find it if, 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 the, if the body was stolen that's the story that went around that the disciples did it let's go and find the stolen body end of story just do an investigation and the other thing too is if the disciples stole the body would you really preach passionately mm-hmm. about something you know to be a lie? Yeah. I, I just, I found that very strange. The other thing about the disciples I found was strange was this. They were absolutely in fear after, the res- after his death and um, just before the resurrection account for them. They were f- so frightened that they were hiding themselves in a room. They'd run away mm-hmm. when Jesus was investigated. You know, they all fled. They all left him. Uh, they kept a distance. It says several times in the scriptures that the disciples of Jesus watched all of those proceedings from a distance. So they're, they're really distancing them. They're keeping it out of the story. They don't want to get arrested. They don't want to get killed. They've seen what's happened to him. And then all of a sudden, they get bold enough to start preaching. You think, well, what changed that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What's this psychological shift that's happened? Something must have happened to turn this scared bunch of disciples into this fearless bunch of preachers. I'm like, what happened there? Oh, there's another account too, that on one occasion, 500 people saw him. Now, if you try to say, well, you know, they were under stress, they were hallucinating, they were, you know, I don't know what, what you're trying to say. But 500 people seeing the same hallucination at the same time? I don't think so. You know, the kind of negative words to try to undermine my understanding of, of the resurrection just they just ring hollow to be honest and then you know after all these hundreds and hundreds of years the church that says they believe this story is still here and there are people still believing it people still joining this church people still getting engaged in it if the story was a fake there's been enough time to pick it to pieces and people have tried but it's still holding true the only thing I can say in the light of all of those things is this story is for real. And as a result of it, lives have been changed, transformed. People have said, you know what? God has the power to break death. Everything I feared about life and its end, because that's the most inevitable thing that's going to happen. People say the only thing that's sure about life is death and taxes. Well, people have learned to avoid or evade taxes. <laughs> but death? Mm-mm. You can't. Mm. You can't. And so... So I'm saying to myself, do you know what? I believe it. Uh, it's changed my life, and I've met the Savior who who is at the heart of that story in my own life, and and it changes everything. I mean, I, w- I was brought up in a children's home, um, in care, 
with all the stress that goes with her and the family that fell apart it was like a shipwreck and I, and I didn't find my dad until I was 40 years old I didn't see my mum until I was in my late 30s um, and, then, and then she committed suicide under the stress of everything that she'd been through my dad was in his 80s when I saw him and he wept like a baby when I met him because he knew he didn't have another 80 years to fix everything that had gone wrong mm. and so both my mum and my dad said to me how come now we finally met you you're not one of these gangsters on the street I said it was that close all of my closest friends have gone to jail all of them um, and the only reason I didn't was because just at the borders of 18, 19 years old somebody came into my life at the children's home and said this Jesus is alive he's real, you can know him, he can change your life and so I'm thinking, is he really alive? Is he real? And the story of the resurrection was confirmed in my heart because I went through all of those kind of studies that I've just shared with you. And I realized this, this isn't a story. This isn't made up. This isn't some kind of fable. It's for real. And I, and, I, and I remember the night when I laid down on my bed and said to Christ, please come into my life, change it. You know, There's all kinds of stuff kicking off in my life. But I know you're alive. I really believe the story that you came out of the tomb, the proof that you did it it's too overwhelming for me to deny so I need you and I want you in my life and I'm, I'm telling you I woke up the next day I, I literally felt physically different I felt different I was like I don't know what's happened to me and um, I was just telling people something happened to me I prayed this prayer and I feel different and so um, that, that was the start of my journey and I went to join a local Baptist church it was really interesting I mean when I walked in um, a youth group arrived because it made everybody else I think before I got there was over the age of 58 so I walked in and I'm not lying I'm not trying to be ageist but there were times when in those prayer meetings I was I was the only guy in the room with my own hips you know what I'm saying it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things man yeah, yeah. it's just it was just how it was and so and so you think my friends are like do you know what how could a young guy you want to be trendy you want to be cool what are you doing over there what are you doing yeah. in this circle of people with this Bible stuff what is what is it that's made you do it, Doug? It's the reality of the resurrection. Yeah. The story was true. And the truth of it absolutely transformed my life. 